You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 106. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. At that time, the parents brought the child Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And inspired by the Spirit, he came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and as a widow till she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to God, and spoke of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Today's reading falls on February 2nd each year, the great feast of the meeting of the Lord in the temple. And as a great feast of the church each year, this is an event in the life of Christ that is of great importance. So, Father, if you could, I'd I'd ask you to give us an overview of this event and its significance in the biblical story and and in the life of the church today. Yes, as you mentioned, in the Orthodox Church today, we do celebrate what is called the Great Feast of the Meeting of the Lord in the Temple. And we read this gospel passage, Jason, the one that you just read, at the Divine Liturgy. And so what we're commemorating and why it's called the Meeting of the Lord in the Temple is because of what we hear about Simeon and Anna in this story, meeting the Lord after having waited, especially Simeon, such a long time for the Messiah. And there are several key aspects to this story. And what are some of those? I think the first thing to mention is that Christ, through his parents, of course, in this case, is fulfilling the Mosaic Law. How so, Father? In the Mosaic Law, the male child was supposed to be presented at the temple on the 40th day of his birth. And that's why at the beginning of today's passage, Luke highlights that 
quote, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, end of quote. So what Mary and Joseph are doing is fulfilling this portion of the Mosaic law. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, perhaps uh, we should point out that February 2nd is the 40th day of Christmas, and so that's why this feast is appointed for this day. Yeah, that's correct. But in addition to that, we should also point out the importance of Christ fulfilling the Mosaic law. Yes, yes. And why is that important? Well, the importance is because, as Christ will teach later in the Gospel, once he begins his public ministry, he came not to destroy the law, but rather to fulfill it. I see. That's, that's always been something difficult for me to really fully understand. And maybe you could help us understand that saying. And, and the reason I think it's a little difficult is that we, we no longer follow the Mosaic law. So why is it that Christ said he did not come to destroy the law, but rather to fulfill it? Yeah, really good question. And I think to answer that, you have to refer to Paul's explication of this point in Romans and in a little less detail in Galatians. But the gist of it is this. Paul points out that there is no problem, per se, with the Mosaic law. The problem, as it relates to salvation, is with human beings. Again, so the law is not the problem. The problem is that we fall short. And again, as Paul argues, that doesn't make the law bad. The law is rather important because it points out right from wrong. It tells us things that we should and should not do. But in the grand scheme of salvation, we humans are not saved through the Mosaic Law, because we all fall short of it and therefore under its condemnation. And so the way out of this pickle is to understand that salvation comes not from our own righteousness according to the law, but from Christ's righteousness and through his sacrificial offering. So if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're saying is that Christ fulfilled the law because there was nothing wrong with it. It's not as though it needed to be replaced because it was bad, but rather that something needs to supersede it because of our own shortcomings, uh, which, you know, if we were to be judged solely by the law, then we'd be condemned. Yeah, that's correct. And as I mentioned, it's not as though the law is bad, and that's part of the reason why Jesus fulfills the law. He's not anti the Mosaic law because there's a problem with the law. But he himself fulfills as the only human being able to do that. He fulfills the law so that he might make the sacrificial offering on our behalf. As St. Paul said, he became cursed for us. Jesus became cursed for us to remove the curse from us. But he was only able to do that by first fulfilling the Mosaic law, which he did here in today's reading by being presented on the 40th day in the temple as an offering to the Lord. I appreciate that explanation, Father. As we start to wrap up today, I wanted to focus on two of the key characters from today's reading. Would you discuss the importance of Simeon and Anna in this story? Yeah, sure. The name Simeon means the Lord has heard and is linked to the consolation of Israel that is part of Paul's writings uh, with the words of the prophets, which is the word of comfort or of God's grace. And so Simeon, as we heard, had waited for many years to be able to see this consolation of Israel, to see that the Lord had heard the cry of his people who were looking for their Messiah. And in this passage today, we heard what in the Orthodox Church is referred to as St. Simeon's Prayer, which begins with, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. And we say this prayer, for example, at the end of Vespers, and it's also often used as a general prayer of departure from any place. 
And why is this prayer used, Father, and, and what's its significance? So the significance is that it highlights the fact that the Christ, God's gift to us, comes through God's promise and not because of our own righteousness or our own deeds. God sends his Son to redeem the world because he loves us, even if we are ungrateful or unappreciative. And then on top of that, you have Simeon mentioning in this prayer the salvation of all people, the Jews and the Gentiles, or the Jews and the nations. And this is why Simeon says that Christ is a light to lighten the nations, or as it's sometimes translated, a light to lighten the Gentiles, because the Gentiles didn't know where to walk until that way was illumined by Christ. They didn't even have Scripture as the Jews did. And then Simeon points out that Christ is the glory or the fulfillment of Israel, because Christ puts the crown on top of the work he had already done, that God had already done with Israel through the giving of the law and the prophets and the promise of this Messiah. And then finally, as it relates to Simeon, just want to point out that he refers to the fact that Christ will be a scandalous person, that he will bring about the impending judgment, which is why Simeon mentions that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and he tells Mary that a sword will pierce her own heart also, which of course prefigures the crucifixion, which Mary will inevitably witness. And then to conclude, perhaps you can discuss the role of Anna? Yeah, and the name Anna comes from the same root as the name John, which refers to the grace and mercy of God. The mention of her being the daughter of Phanuel and the tribe of Asher is also important. Phanuel is the face or countenance of God, which refers to the judgment, and Asher is the tribe of blessedness. And again, as with Simeon, we see that this Christ, this Messiah, creates a crisis. One must choose to be with him and his way or against that way. And the way of the mercy and grace of God is, of course, the way of blessedness. And so Anna also represents this as one who apparently has no children, which is presumably why, after being widowed a short time after marriage, she herself lived in the temple for a long time until she was 84 years old here at the meeting of the Lord. And so Anna's hope for eternity then was not as so many Jews in living on through her children, but her hope was in eternal life through putting her trust in God's mercy and grace and following his way. Thank you, Father. Today's episode focused on the passage from Luke chapter 2 that is read at the great feast of the meeting of the Lord in the temple. Father Aaron began by pointing out that Christ, through his parents, is fulfilling the Mosaic law by his presentation at the temple on the 40th day of his birth. And this fulfillment of the law is carried out by Christ, who was the only person who could do so in order that he might make the sacrificial offering on our behalf. And contrary to what we may believe, the law itself was not the problem, but rather with humankind. And so the law did not need to be replaced, but needed to be superseded because of our own flaws. For if we were judged solely by the law, we would be condemned. We then discussed the importance of Simeon and Anna in this story. Both characters fervently awaited the coming of the Messiah, and in their encounter with him, they are presented with a crisis that we all must face, to choose to follow his way or to stand against it. Finally, in St. Simeon's prayer, we are reminded that Christ comes to us through God's promise and not through our own righteousness. And this promise is for the salvation of all people, Jew and Gentile alike. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. 
Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God. 